Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everybody, and live from Richie Incognito's lawn, it's the Fourth and Inches show with Jenna <laughs> and the Sherpa. Jenna, welcome back well, to Season 9. I can't believe it. Oh, Woo, I'm in pre-season form. I still have some work to do, but yes, we did. So That's okay. We'll get there. It's still pre-season, number nine. so. It is, <laughs> so I'm, I'm definitely in pre-season uh, shape right now, so if this show is anything like a pre-season game, you'll be doing the first two minutes, and then I'll be doing the the rest of the show then but uh, we can only hope that like we don't have sideshow bob coming in to finish the show god only knows what this is going to look like by the end of the hour <laughs> yeah that, that could be pretty nasty so anyway here we are back for uh season number nine uh, people for the most part still have their fantasy drafts coming up so uh tonight yeah. we're just going to give people an overview of each of the positions go over who some of our um, favorite players are going into the season, some key injuries, some uh, sleepers, some busts, some uh, top rookies, some draft strategies. So uh, it should be fun. So why don't we get right to it then? Yeah, let's do it. Um, as we always start, I want to remind you guys that we'll be back here every week, all season long. Uh, we'll be here for the most part next two weeks, an exception, but every Wednesday night, uh, at 8.30 for a full hour, we're going to take you through game predictions, injuries, news and notes, daily fantasy picks, sleepers, waiver wire pickups, the whole nine yards. We got you covered every week. Um, usually, there's some banter. There's generally some disagreeing, but that's part of our charm. You guys have stuck around. And if it's this the whole nine yards, we're to... still a yard short of a first down. I know, I know, but we're getting there. We're getting very close. Okay. <laughs> Fourth and but inches. we are, you can, yeah, exactly. Just right there. Um, but you can find us all week long. We love talking football or really any sports with you all throughout the week. If you have lineup questions, there's something you want to hear us talk about. You just want to sass us, whatever. We're open to it. So you can find us all week long at fantasyfootballsherpa.com, which has some incredible knowledge, especially this time of year. You're still waiting to draft. That's where you need to be hanging out. Uh, we're also on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. We're on Twitter at the number four THN Inches Show. That's the number four THN Inches Show. And you can find the Sherpa at Fantasy underscore Sherpa. I'm at JKIM16. I mostly just tweet about how my office smells like glomine. So it's not always that exciting, but there's a lot of football talk. Um, but like I said, we will be here for the full hour. We're going to take you through all kinds of good stuff to get you ready for your draft. And we're going to talk about some of the weird stuff we've seen in our drafts already, because I'm sure like the Sherpa, uh, Sherpa and I, you've already done a few. Um, and then next week, we're going to change it up just a little tiny bit. We're going to be doing the show for you Tuesday night. Of course, you can always find it all week long. If you know you really want to listen to us Wednesday at 830, you can still do that. Just find us anywhere you find podcasts. We're there. You can always find us at Blog Talk Radio as well. Um, but unfortunately after that, I'm going to be on the DL for a week. So it's my schedule. that's kind of screwing this up and I do apologize for that in advance. So hang with us. We've got all kinds of good stuff coming for you. Uh, let's dive right in. Okay. So why don't we, uh, start off with running backs. Uh, just first of all, strategy wise, do you subscribe to zero running back? Do you like to take them early? Do you, um, just take the running back or wide receiver, depending on what's available. What's your strategy, Janice? So I am, and we go through this every year, I am not the norm when it comes to fantasy football drafting, but it works for me. I win. I'm fine with it. It makes you crazy. That's okay. 
Um, I'm not a hard and fast have to take a running back with my first pick. Uh, if there's a good wide receiver there, I'm totally fine with that. Um, in my delusional world, I would love to just draft all quarterbacks because that's my bread and butter. I don't do it in the first or second round if I can avoid it, but I, I'm not married to drafting a, a running back first overall. If there's a good wide receiver out there. I am all for it. I know you, however, do not always feel the same. <laughs> uh, no, I'm I'm pretty much more and more so for, for two reasons. First of all, you know, more and more teams going to running back by committees now mean that there are fewer of the so-called bell cow backs. And I really think you need at least one, uh, ideally two, possibly even three of those guys if you really want to win a championship. And then also just uh, total yardage-wise, the split between passing and rushing has actually started to tilt back in favor of rushing last year. And I don't know if that's because so many quarterbacks were injured and out and or if there were so many first-year coaches who were playing it conservative or what, I'm not sure what the cause was, but the effect was that a greater percentage of yards came through rushing last year than what we'd seen the previous uh, two or three years. So anyway, that said, uh, why don't we I'm with you there, but I mean, you also have to look at the fact that so many teams have gone to this running back by committee. There's a lot less quote-unquote elite running backs and, I don't think you necessarily say you have a, a later pick in the first round. Maybe maybe you don't want to reach for somebody there. I'm all for going for a good wide receiver. I think at the end, I still think there's probably 10 to 12 guys. Just looking down my list, I would say probably the top 12 guys I would consider you know, the kind of guys that should get you know, 65%, 70% of the team's rushing yardage. Once you get below that, then I think you know, all bets are off. But I still think that uh, there, there are lots of guys there, you know, probably a dozen. And if you can get two of those guys in the first two rounds, I think you set yourself up really nicely. But uh, so why don't we get into our top 10 list then? Who, who are, who's in your running back top 10? Well, for me, uh, one and two are no-brainers. Uh, I've got Le'Veon Bell and Todd Gurley at the top of my list. David Johnson at three. Ezekiel Elliott, maybe a bit of a biased pick here, but I've got him feeling still pretty good at him at four. Alvin Kamara at five. And Saquon Barkley, your new favorite player, <laughs> at six. Not Kareem yet. Hunt at He's missing valuable time. <laughs> I think he, he's, he's already in midseason form. He doesn't need to, to mess around with these preseason games. He's above it already. Uh, I've okay. got Kareem Hunt at seven. Uh, Melvin Gordon at eight, Dalvin Cook coming off that knee injury at nine, and Leonard Fournette rounding out my top ten. Okay, our top tens look pretty similar. Um, mostly, I, I think I only have one guy, one or two guys in my top ten that aren't in yours. Uh, Todd Gurley, a clear-cut number one for me. I'll actually put David Johnson ahead of Le'Veon Bell for um, the second spot. Uh, Alvin Kamara, fourth. Ezekiel Elliott, fifth. Kareem Hunt, sixth. Devonta Freeman, seven, Leonard Fournette, eight, uh, Saquon Barkley, uh, nine, and uh, Melvin Gordon, ten. Just uh, in some okay. of the ones that are outside my top ten, but that I would still consider, you know, every down <clears throat> backs or guys like Dalvin Cook, LaShawn McCoy, uh, Jordan Howard. So, I, you know, Alex Collins. Yeah, there, there, I think there's, you know, maybe as, as many as, you know, 13 to 15 guys that I would consider worthy of uh, picks in the in the first two rounds if you're like me and like to go running back uh, heavy early on in your draft. True. Now, 
now LaShawn McCoy is an interesting one for me because I have him rated a little lower than you do. In fact, for me, he is on my potential bust list, not in that I don't think he's going to produce in just that I'm not sure he's going to produce at the level he's getting drafted in a lot of places. I mean, he's got some off the field issues that could potentially be an issue 30. Now uh, he's a little bit injury prone uh, he's in an offense that the, that offensive line has taken a hit. Uh, it's, you know, still figuring itself out in terms of where they stand at quarterback and, and who legitimate receivers are going to be at, at, in that offense and really how it's going to look. Does that worry you at all? Because to me, I, that, that gives me pause. I would not want him as my number one running back if I could help it. But if he were there in the second round, early to mid second round, and I had a pick you know, late in the first round, I, I would definitely consider him. I, I agree. I, I, I definitely don't want him as my, you know, I wouldn't draft LaShawn McCoy as my first uh, round pick and then, you know, pick two wide receivers after that. But if I could you know, get him, you know, on the turn or early in the second round, I, I would still be willing to do that. Okay. All right. But again, That's he fair. could call all Ezekiel Elliott on us and miss four to six games. So we'll, we'll see what happens there. It, it could go sideways fast. <laughs> yes. Yes. How about some uh, sure. sleepers that you're interested in at running back? Who are some guys that are higher on your list than you think they might be on most people's list? On running back, I think it's very interesting just because they're, like I said, so many teams are going running back by committee now um, that it opens up a lot more possibilities for guys. And it's a little harder to pick. It feels like we're playing you know, Mike Shanahanigans again or Bill Belichick trying to figure out who the heck is going to be getting the ball in half of these backfields. Um, I'm intrigued by Tarek Cohen in Chicago. I think that that offense has kind of retooled itself a little bit. Um, They have some depth at wide receiver. I'm still waiting to see exactly who's going to stand up and really be the man there. Um, But I think think that this is something that not only can he run the ball, but I think he's going to be a factor in the pass game, and he's just so dynamic. Um, Corey Clement, really picking anybody out of that Eagles backfield gives me a little concern just because, again, there's a, it's very crowded. Um, they don't seem to really stick with one guy. You've got Darren Sproles coming back, but on the flip side, I've got J.H.I. on my bus list, but Corey Clement, they really are trying to really make happen despite, you know, maybe how his performance is. Um, Chase Edmonds out in Arizona. Uh, David Johnson, who I love, you know, still coming off of injury. Again, another offense that's still kind of figuring itself out. Um, And you really can't use David Johnson the same way they did back in 2016. They have to be a little more balanced. Um, and, And Edmonds is sort of kind of the the polar opposite of how David Johnson plays. So he's a little more explosive and I just I think as as you know someone to change the pace or maybe a third down or red zone option, I think in a deeper deeper sleeper huh, um he he might be my pick there. I'm interested by it. Okay. Um I'll say that on my list, I think I probably have Derrick Henry 
rated higher than most people do. I have him just outside my top 10, and I know most people think Deion Lewis is going to be, you know, if not the guy, certainly eating into his carries in a big way. So, you know, that's um, one that yeah. I'm probably higher on him than others. But, again, I could probably get him in the third, fourth, maybe even fifth round, depending on who I'm drafting with. So that's one I like. Uh, Jarek McKinnon in San Francisco, uh, Joe Mixon, uh, Alex Collins, Devontae Booker. Uh, Mark Ingram is going to miss the first few games, but uh, as we saw last year, there's still plenty of yards available for both him and Alvin Kamara. So, you know, we'll see. Um, how about uh, bust lists? Uh, who, who do you think is being overdrafted or who, who would you stay away from? Well, as I alluded to before, LaShawn McCoy, I, I've definitely got on my bus list. Um, also, JGI out in Philadelphia. That whole backfield really, really makes me nervous. I just think there's too many cooks in the kitchen, and they really don't know what they're trying to do there yet. Um, I, Lamar Miller in Houston, I think I like a lot of things about that offense, but I'm also worried about a lot of things in that offense. I think Deontay Foreman is really going to be very interesting there. And I think by, you know, mid to late season, he's going to be more of the guy. Um, Derek Henry in Tennessee, again, um, as you alluded to, DeMarco Murray leaving, you think that you've got a natural su- successor, and eh, maybe not. <laughs> um, but I, those are probably the biggest names for me. For me, I'll take a look at um, – I- I'm not, I'm not big on uh, Christian McCaffrey, honestly. Um, I'm you know, really on the fence about a, him. He had an impressive rookie year. I mean, maybe not you know the you know, 2,000 all-purpose yards or something that some people might have been going a little bit nuts for him. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I, I think that uh, he's somebody that I could see struggling a little bit uh, in the second year. You know, they've brought in C.J. Anderson, so, you know, that's going to be something to watch there. I'm not buying Isaiah Crowell with the Jets. I'm not buying Carlos Hyde mm. with the Browns, even though both of those guys are, I you want know, Carlos Hyde Penny. to be a, I really want it to work, but I'm, I'm very nervous about it. <laughs> yeah. And then Marshawn Lynch, you know, you hear things about how, you know, John Gruden wants to take football back to the 90s, but you know, I'm not sure that's necessarily, you know, going to work out for Marshawn Lynch. And then the whole Green Bay backfield, you know, Jamal Williams looks like he's the guy early on, but, uh, you know, that situation there I think is also pretty confusing. Yeah. I, I don't think that's going to get any clearer either. Well, we know it won't be Aaron Jones for the first few weeks, but after that, uh, all bets are off. (laughs) There are some certainties in the world, and that is one of them. Yes, life, death, and suspensions. So, all right. Yeah, it's contagious. Why don't we um, move on to wide receivers then, and, you know, what's, you're, you said before that you're willing to take a wide receiver in the first round. I oh, yeah. Probably, um, maybe if it's a PPR, a points per reception league, I would take one in the second round. But generally, unless it's a really wacky scoring system or unless I'm playing with 
uh, in some bizarre 16, 18, 20-team league, in all likelihood, I'm not taking a wide receiver till the at least the second round. In all, in all fairness, I do, I do like playing those really weird scoring things. I also super love a good two-quarterback league. Um, but even in, like, a standard PPR, I'm still totally fine taking a wide receiver in the first round. No problems with it. There's no shame in my game. None. <laughs> okay. So, given that, um, <laughs> why don't I I'll go first and uh, take the abuse go for, it. for the wide receivers. My top ten, Julio Jones is first, Antonio Brown second, DeAndre Hopkins third, A.J. Green fourth, Odell Beckham fifth, Doug Baldwin sixth, T.Y. Hilton, seven, Michael Thomas, eight, Golden Tate, nine, and Brandon Cooks, probably surprising to you and others, is uh, yep. rounding out my top ten then. But uh, why don't you tell me who's in yours and see how much overlap we have. We've got some. We've got some. Um, we've got Antonio Brown, one, Julio Jones, two, DeAndre Hopkins, three. This sounds familiar so far. Odell Beckham Jr. at four. I've got Keenan Allen at five, Michael Thomas at Six, Mike Evans, seven, Devontae Adams at eight, AJ Green at nine, and T.Y. Hilton rounding out my top ten. Okay. Well, all of the guys that you mentioned are definitely in my top 15 to, to 20 guys. So, And I'm hoping that the guys that I listed there at the back end of mine that weren't in your top ten, the Golden Tates and the Brandon Cooks, are hopefully not too far down your list. But uh sounds like we have some healthy disagreement there. I just, I, for me, in all honesty, Brandon Cooks is on my bus list. <laughs> okay. This this might be the Same first more. hill we die on here this season. I don't know. I want to. I want to believe like you do, but I'm just not there yet. Is it the offense as a whole you don't believe in, or more just in him it's and just, his role in that offense? It's. I'm okay with the offense. It's more so his role. I just don't feel like I necessarily think it's a top wide receiver role that I can trust. Like I'm getting those points each week. I don't have to worry about it. I'm not trying to cover it up and mask it with some other position. Like I just think there are stronger options out there. And I think for where he's being drafted, um, there might be better value out there. Maybe people are reaching. Okay. How about, um, (laughs) <laughs> How about some sleepers then? Who's who's on your sleeper list and guys that you think are are uh, going to perform better than their their draft position? Um, Mike Williams, I think, is probably going lower than he should. I'm intrigued by guy by Will Fuller. Um, I've seen in and and it's almost it's almost not even a sleeper just because in some drafts I think he's going where he should be, but more so. I think he's being undervalued. I know a lot of people are concerned that, A, that offensive line is terrible, which I'm with you there. Um, And you have, you know, Deshaun Watson coming back off injury. You're not entirely sure what that offense will look like. But I think Will Fuller is going to produce better than where he's drafted. Um, Devin Funches I'm intrigued by, uh, as well as Josh Gordon I think could be interesting if he ever gets it together and gets on the field, and that seems to be a real big if. Um, Also, Michael Crabtree. I think that – you know, I see him on a lot of bus lists as well, and I get it, but I think that he he's going to pleasantly surprise people. Okay. I'm just looking at my list. Um, I have Marvin Jones pretty high on my list, as well as Golden Tate, so okay. that gives you an I can, idea I can of what work I think with that. 
Detroit's offense going into the season. Uh, also, yeah. like uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is, you know, potentially, you know, a first or second wide receiver. Probably, ideally, a second wide receiver. But given that I like to wait, you know, he may not mm-hmm. be there. Uh, Robbie Anderson with the Jets. I know he's had some off the field issues, but yeah, I think he's um, in for a good season if he can stay eligible. Uh, Amari Cooper in Oakland. I think you know, we'll we'll have a better season this year. And Marquise Lee with uh, Jacksonville, and also like uh, Alan Hearns uh, showing up big with the Cowboys. I don't know how you feel about him since you're a big Cowboys fan. I'm but, actually uh, very excited about that. <laughs> I'm I'm extremely excited. I um not a Terrence Williams fan. Anybody who's listened to this show pretty much ever has probably realized that. I'm into the Alan Hearn signing. Obviously I'm I'm a bit of a Jacksonville apologist, so I've I've already been making a case for him for years. So this feels like a real good marriage to me. We got a you know, decent rookie wide receiver, Michael Gallup. Uh, we still got Cole Beasley out there who I lovingly refer to as Sunshine. I think the Cowboys will be okay. I'd like it a lot better if maybe our center wasn't going to be out for the season now, but I'll take it. I'm working with what I got. Yeah, that's that's sad. I hope he uh, makes the full recovery, but uh, I know. You know hopefully, that's sad. I guess the main thing is just that it's not life-threatening. So it's good exactly. But uh, <laughs> you guys um, bust for me, guys that I think are are being uh, drafted higher than they probably should be. I'll go with uh, the Minnesota pair of Stephon Diggs and. Adam Thielen, I know everybody's really mm-hmm. gung-ho about, uh, you, know, you know, about Kirk Cousins there. But, again, it's a new quarterback, new offense. Uh, Dalvin Cook is back, so I figure that you know, they're likely to rely more on their running game, perhaps. Uh, Alshon Jeffries going into the season banged up, which I don't think bodes well. And um, But, I mean, isn't Josh he Gordon, always – not that I'm talking you out of this, but like he's literally never healthy. Uh, I think he's less healthy going into the season than he has been in past. Now it's just degrees of how healthy. <laughs> yes, and uh, we've Marquise already resorted Goodwin to is that. Another guy, Marquise Goodwin's another guy that I see pretty high okay. on a lot of lists owing to the the Jimmy Garoppolo factor. But you know, for me, I'm, mm. I'm not sure he's even in the top uh, two dozen receivers so he's somebody and Calvin Benjamin I'm not real um, high on him and I could go down the list further but uh, Corey Davis is somebody else that I think is getting a lot of hype Um, as a second year player Keelan Cole now that Alan Robinson and Alan Hearns are gone from Jacksonville I think a lot of people are predicting big things for him but I don't really see it and same thing Sammy Watkins if it didn't work out for him in Los Angeles uh, with an up-and-coming offense, I'm not really sure why you would think it's going to work out for him in Kansas City unless you think uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to be that much better than Jared Goff was last year. I, I mean, I I understand the Patrick Mahomes thing, and I like it, but I'm just, I just people have some interesting takes on it. So I'm with you on that. Um couple of guys I have on my list, as I alluded to before, Brandon Cooks does reside there. Uh, Sammy Watkins, another guy I see getting taken very high, and I'm totally baffling to me. Um, two names that kind of hurt me to put on this list are uh, Jarvis Landry and Amari Cooper. 
big fans of both. I'm sure you Jordy again, Nelson. Yeah, Jordy. I mean, same thing. It's just they're going too high, just way too high. Relax, people. There's at wherever you're drafting them, just wait two more rounds. They'll still be there. And if they're not, let them be someone else's problem. You've got better values. Um, Alshon Jeffrey, like we talked about, I, again, I'm a little more optimistic than you are about him just because I think he knows how to play hurt. It would just be nice if, like, we could see what he looked like when he didn't. That would be something. Um, yeah. And, and you know, it's just like, – there are good names on this list, but just don't get caught up in the name while you're drafting. you got to look at the whole picture, the whole situation. I mean, there's – there are places where you've got new quarterbacks who maybe were great on their last team, but now they're behind a really suspect offensive line, or they just don't have any chemistry yet. It's just, you're coming back from injuries. There's a lot of moving parts. You got to look at the whole picture. People, people get too caught up and they're panicking. Their guy they wanted was gone. And now all of a sudden, Oh, I know who this is. Let me draft him. Not a good strategy. No, no. Um, How about some rookie wide receivers that you think might might do well this year. Who's who's high on I'm your excited. list? There's a, I think there's a nice rookie wide receiver class. Same thing with running backs. Um, I love DJ Moore in Carolina. I mean, he's clearly drafted to fill a need. He's going to get looks. Uh, that, that whole offense has to figure out their wide receiver core again. They just blew the whole thing up. Um, Calvin Ridley in Atlanta, I, I love the actual ability and the player. I'm a little concerned about getting targets. That's somebody that I think would be, you know, someone you're putting on a dynasty league or a deep bench, or you're just taking a flyer on him. Um, Anthony Miller in Chicago is probably my favorite rookie out there. To me, he's the best of the bunch. Like I said before, they're renovating that offense. There's going to be opportunity there. Um, I like Michael Gallup in Dallas. I think he's got a chance. Um, Christian Kirk in Arizona, my only concern there, he's a phenomenal slot receiver, but they already have a phenomenal slot receiver. You might have heard of Larry Fitzgerald. So he's going to have to yeah, adjust his so. game a little bit. Um, yeah, cause I, I, I mean, color me shocked. I don't think he's going to overtake Larry Fitzgerald for his job. I think that he can play a role there. Um, so those are probably the guys I'm most excited about. Dante Pettis in, in San Francisco as well, um, just because nobody in that wide receiver core seems to really want to step up and be the guy. I think he's got a chance that if he plays well, he can play himself into a job. I had DJ Moore and Christian Kirk at the top of my rookie, I almost said rookie, uh, rookie wide receiver uh, batch. And then going a little bit further down the list, actually quite a bit further down the list, I come to, Calvin Ridley and James Washington, who's probably going to start the season as the third uh, receiver in Pittsburgh there, which is still potentially uh, yeah. good. Calvin Ridley, to I mean, me, is the one that could Pittsburgh really go Pittsburgh is incredibly way. good at picking wide receivers in the second round that do great things. So, I mean, like, he's kind of already set up for success. Yeah, and as long as Ben Roethlisberger stays healthy and they don't end up starting Landry Jones or, or Mason Randolph, they, they should be okay then. But uh, um, yeah, it's, I, I'm, I guess I'm a little bit higher on the, the rookie running backs than I am on the there rookie are some receivers. There's good ones there, but I'm, I'm pretty hyped but, about the receivers. I will say that. Okay, yes. To me, it's not as obvious that, that these some of the, the receivers have as clear a path to relevance as some of the 
running backs do, but I guess that's often the case. I mean, very rarely is somebody drafted, uh, you know, to come in and, and be the, the number one, you know, wide receiver as a rookie. I mean, it happens sometimes, but you know, I just a PS about a couple of guys that um, I forgot to mention before when we were talking about uh, guys that we like and they're, you know, as, as sleepers, you know, I wanted to, uh, call out Chris Godwin with Tampa Bay, I think is somebody that uh, could play a bigger role this year, even with uh, Deshaun Jackson still there. And then Kenny Galladay with Detroit, who had a couple of nice games uh, last year, but like many rookies, was just really inconsistent. So we'll see what goes on there. And uh, yeah. if you can tell me what's going on with the New England wide receivers, please, I'd love to know oh, because God. I just, between the suspensions and the signing people and cutting people, I, I really don't know. I mean, is it going to be Chris Hogan and I mean, Julian Edelman after at this Edelman rate, suspension? I think or you or I might be eligible at wide receiver in New England. Like, I honestly got well, they it's say they super don't want hard Dez, to keep track so. of. They say yeah, they don't want to sign Dez, so, you know. Speaking of and wide receivers, way, do I don't, like, I guess up? that's what I'm thinking. Like, I don't understand. I get it as a Cowboys fan. We put up with a lot of weird stuff, and when you're a Cowboys fan, it's just a thing you do. People are going to have criminal records. They're going to steal from sporting goods stores. They're going to have personal bodyguards and, and people like that. It's just the nature of being a Cowboys fan. And I've made peace with that a long time ago. Accepted it. It's fine. Um, I thought it was interesting. I, I'm not necessarily against getting rid of him. We didn't really replace him. Alan Hearns are great, but, like, not Des Bryant. Um, you got rid of the headache, but it blows my mind that for all the nonsense that other teams will put up with and the kind of money they throw around – that Des Bryant still doesn't have a job. And I understand part of it is him and his attitude and that maybe he doesn't want to play nice with others, but I just, there are teams out there where he could really help them, but it, it blows my mind. Like he should be like, if I'm the Carolina Panthers, I'm calling him every day. If like, they're, well, the Ravens were hot to sign him to a multi-year contract, and he said no thanks. And, right. Yeah, you yeah, wonder he if he's having no any thanks. second thoughts sure. about that. Right, and I, the whole Cleveland thing didn't pan out for whatever reason. Um, I mean, there are some teams where I get that he's not going to fit the culture. Like, he's probably not going to play well in, like, a Seattle or a New England. Um, you know, that's fine. I get it. But, I mean, I don't understand why some of these teams that are rebuilding and some of these younger teams aren't taking a, a run at him. I mean, call him and offer him something. Give him some kind of deal where he can make bonus money or whatever if you want to cover your ass. And, like, that's fine. He should be fine with that. Clearly he's a crazy person, and we all knew that. But it's just baffling to me that someone with that much talent still sitting at home. All righty, we'll see what uh, happens to him. I mean, if there's still a place in the league for Brandon Marshall, you would think that uh, somebody would want yeah. to sign uh, Des Bryant, but uh, apparently not. Super so. confusing to me. Okay. Why don't we move along to quarterbacks then and see if we can confuse ourselves even more then. Um, All right. <laughs> for, I know quarterbacks are your uh, forte. For me, I tend to pass on most of the big names. So Aaron Rodgers, unlikely to find his way onto my team, although I almost did take him 
this year I was doing a snake draft in a 14-team league, and he was just still there at the end of the third round, beginning of the fourth round where I picked, and then the guy right before me picked him. And so I went to plan B, which was to wait another five rounds before I drafted a quarterback. You. But uh, You're generally I like, – It just makes me sweaty. <laughs> Our draft styles are so different. Yes, yes, they are. But uh, So I'm, I'm definitely uh, willing to wait because unlike uh, running backs, Certainly, and you know, even wide receivers to a lesser extent, there's a real huge gap between the, the likely top performers and the, the guys in the, the second and third tier. So, therefore, I'm not really willing to, to reach for guys that I think, you know, where there's a bigger gap in other positions, I'd rather load up on running backs, wide receivers uh, earlier on. But all that said, uh, why don't you hit us with your, your top 10 list? The, yeah, I mean, uh, to me, I just see quarterbacks completely the opposite. I, I could find a wide receiver any day of the week on the waiver wire, but I digress. Um, for me, Aaron Rodgers is number one. He does find his way on some of my teams. I've got Tom Brady at two, uh, Russell Wilson at three. I have Drew Brees at four, Cam Newton at five, Andrew Luck at six, Carson Wentz at seven, Deshaun Watson at eight, Matt Stafford at nine, and Ben Roethlisberger at ten. I know you're not going to agree with all these. <laughs> um, I do not, but uh, we have some interesting things where we disagree. So um, one thing <laughs> I find kind of curious, but uh, we'll talk about it in a second. Uh, Matthew Stafford I actually have at the top of my list, believe it or not, and we'll get into what? that and have a healthy debate about that, I'm sure. So oh, my Lord. I have Matthew- well, again, I'm <laughs> drafting for what I think the stats are going to be, not the, the name recognition or the brand recognition. But um, I think Detroit is going to have a, a top five offense this year. And even as their running game has improved, I, I still think they're going to be, you know, majority through the era. They've got a good connection there with the receivers that have been there several years now with uh, Jones and Tate and, you know, working Kenny Galladay into the mix. Tight end is a little bit of a concern there, but uh, anyway, we'll see. So that's that's my argument for Matthew Stafford. And, of course, I'm not arguing that you wow. take him third or fourth round, but I am saying that I think he's somebody that will be real close to the top of the heap, if not right there, and you can probably wait till the eighth or tenth round at least, maybe even longer depending on how many uh, teams are in your league and all. So anyway – Matthew Stafford is my number one, Cam Newton two, Russell Wilson three, Matt Ryan four. I'll put your buddy Dak Prescott in for uh, five, based largely on his wheels. Carson Wentz six, Drew Brees seven, Aaron Aaron Rodgers eight, uh, Ben Roethlisberger nine, and uh, Alex Smith, whom I'm guessing is is much lower down on your list, uh, cracks my top ten then. I thought I honestly thought you'd have more beef with Ben Roethlisberger, but you've got him a spot higher than I do. I'm impressed. I'm, your list well, makes I, no I sense think, in my brain, but I'm fine with it. <laughs> again, you know Ben Roethlisberger. You know, you know the, the primary thing there is that they have a balanced offense. So even if he throws for four thousand yards and you know passes for thirty touchdowns, and I still think they're gonna you know he doesn't run at all, and they're gonna you know, score a fair amount of rushing touchdowns so that's why he's not higher up on my list and also he seems to have a knack for not staying healthy for a whole 
season, but uh, I digress. But yeah. one thing I thought was interesting, I, and I do have uh, Tom Brady just outside my top ten, but you know, for all the hype he's been getting, uh, Deshaun Watson didn't crack either of our top ten. I have him at eight. I've got him at eight. He just barely cracked mine. Oh, you did? Okay, um, I... I yeah, I, I, I Deshaun Watson, and again, it was it was kind of a reluctant eight, but just the way it panned out, um, the way I do my list is a little unconventional. I don't just go one through ten; I kind of mix and match. Um, but he he sort of just fit in at eight on my list. I'm, I have reservations. Uh, I think that obviously he's coming off a a real serious injury. Um, but what we've seen, and I think his football IQ and the fact that he's got some wide receivers that can run a route while he buys a little bit of time behind a really suspect offensive line, um, and they have enough of a run game to keep defenses honest that I think they're going to have to be putting up points and he's going to have to be throwing, that it was enough for me to put him in my top ten. I'm like I said, I'm not married to it, but I, I can justify it enough to myself. Okay. How about... Um, That's Stafford at one. Some, <laughs> how about some sleepers uh, besides Matthew Stafford? Who do you see as uh, performing much better than where they're being drafted this year? Um, obviously, I have Andrew Luck pretty high in my top ten. Um, I, I think that where he's being drafted, he could he's going to outproduce Eli Manning. As much as I don't enjoy saying this, I do have a really nice rebound season. I think having an actual run game will make him much better. I think there's a little more to that offensive line. It's still not something I'd get excited about, but there's more to it. And there's a lot more I guess, certainty in how that offense looks than there has been in the last year or two, and I think he's going to reap the benefits of that. Um, Patrick Mahomes, again, I, we've talked about there's there's an argument to be made both ways, but I think I'm erring more on the side. Of, I think good things are going to happen for him. Um, we'd be remiss if we got through a whole show without me talking about Marcus Mariota and how on board I am with him. I am very much in the minority there. But for where you can get him in a draft and the fact that I've named several fantasy football teams after him, um, I think there's going to be a real good return on investment there. <laughs> okay. Um, at the sake of uh, sounding sacrilegious, I'm actually going to put Blake Bortles on my list of yes! uh, guys that I think could potentially do better. Yeah. Other person that my fantasy teams get named after Marcus Marriott and Blake Bortles. It's like you're speaking to my soul today. <laughs> okay, um, you're not going to like <laughs> what I have to say about uh, about um, about Marcus Mariota, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, what a shot! Philip Rivers. He's kind of potentially. He's kind of perpetually just outside my top ten. You know, going into the season. I mean, he I know he's fantasy gets, numbers, man. He does. Yeah, he does. And with Keenan Allen showing that he could stay healthy for a whole season last year and hopefully Mike Williams will be healthy. I mean, not having Hunter Henry around and having to rely on Virgil Green as your tight end this year, if anything, that probably just works to the benefit of the the wide receivers and the running backs there. But uh, he's somebody in. Patrick Mahomes, I kind of lump him together with Jared Goff, sort of in that middle you know, Jared Goff actually has a season of production under his belt, whereas Mahomes doesn't. But 
yeah, I do think Mahomes has some potential to put up some nice big numbers, but I don't know that uh, he, he's, he's more somebody that I would want to have on my team as a second quarterback. And if he busts out the way that Carson Wentz did last year, great. And if not, mm-hmm. then yeah, no harm. I didn't have to take him too early in the draft, and I can probably pick somebody serviceable up if I need him in a bye week. There's there's one other sleeper I would like to put at you. I know you're not going to enjoy guess. this one. <laughs> Go Mitchell ahead. Trubisky. Who do you think it's going to be? No, Trubisky? no. I, held, okay. I thought about it, but I was like, I cannot make a convincing argument for this. I couldn't take myself seriously trying to do it. <clears throat> Just mull this one over. Case Keenum. Just think about it for a second. I can already feel the resentment and the judgment. <laughs> Feel the burn. <laughs> listen, listen. He sort of came into his own last year with the Vikings. I know you were never as high on him as I was. It was a joy to watch him play. But I'm just saying that, like, you know, Denver brings him in. They've really retooled that offensive line. And it's just I, they focused on getting, you know, their receiving core even better than it already was. So he's got weapons. We know he can throw the ball downfield. He's got receivers that can run for days. And, you know, I I just think that eventually a running back is going to emerge from that backfield. I'm not even totally sure who it is. It, It could be somebody not even on that roster at this point. But I think it's going to be enough. And John Elway's there, and he's always got a little bit of magic dust that he can throw on quarterbacks, and it makes it, them better than they are. And I think Case Keenum's going to be great this year. Well, whatever magic dust first. he has, is, it, whatever magic dust John Elway has, he forgot to give it to Brock Osweiler both times. But um, And Paxton Lynch, yeah. who I believe there's a GoFundMe yeah. to buy him out of his contract, which is really terribly sad, but also just so good at the same time. Hilarious. <laughs> yes. Um, well, Case Keenum is always going to have a warm spot in my heart for the Thanksgiving end zone celebration last year where they were having the Thanksgiving so feast. Yeah, Just that, so good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was probably the best touchdown celebration of the year last year, I thought. But um, in terms of the fantasy quarter, I'm not sure that Minnesota really upgraded that much by bringing in Kirk Cousins over him, but I'm not real high no. on either of those guys. So um, I maybe as a backup quarterback, but I wouldn't want to trust either of those guys as, as starters. Um, some, yeah, I, I firmly I, agree with you. Kirk Cousins is absolutely on my bus list for sure. I mean, he downgraded okay. in the offensive line he's playing behind now. So we do agree on some things. Okay. So yeah. as far as busts go at quarterback, um, Jimmy Garoppolo is probably at the top of my list, and Andrew Luck uh, shortly, (laughs) not very far behind. Yeah, Jameis Winston, yes, I know he's suspended, but I think even when he gets back, he's just going to continue to make people wonder why he was the top pick in the draft a few years ago. Um, Ryan Tannehill, I don't think that's ever going to work out. Derek Carr be somewhat better this year, but I'm not holding my breath. Yeah. Baker Mayfield, I, I think yes. he does spend the majority of the summer there. I mean, majority of the season there, but now I'm getting into rookies, which <clears throat> one to hold up on. So I'll say uh, Terod Taylor then is, is another potential um, busted quarterback. Yeah. I know he was consistent over the years with uh, Buffalo, but I just 
I don't see things working out for him with uh, Cleveland. So how about your uh, boss? Yeah, uh, Kirk Cousins is at the top of my list. Like I said, he didn't get to a better situation. Granted, he's got a team that wants to pay him money, so that is better. Props to you for that. But the rest of it, eh, eh, not great. Um, I can agree with Tyrod Taylor. Uh, still very much a Ryan Tannehill apologist. I will probably be that way till I die. So I can't get on board with that one. Um, it, it just, you know, I, Jameis Winston, I'm there with you. As much as it pains me, I I can see the argument for Derek Carr being a bust for where he's being drafted. Not that I think he's a bad quarterback, but it's just it's a little it's a little aggressive. Much like his wide receiving core, for the most part, you know, Michael Crabtree exclu- excluded. But um, yeah, Kirk Cousins is far and away my my top bust pick. All right, how about um, there's a pretty uh, healthy crop, or at least uh, there's a pretty uh, high number. So you're not not a Baker Mayfield fan, huh? <laughs> well, just I I think maybe in time he'll be okay, but I just think you know given that Terod Taylor will probably play at least the first you know, five or six weeks of the season, I'm guessing. Yeah, I just, yeah, I don't think this is the year to be drafting Baker Mayfield unless you're in a dynasty league and can afford to wait on him. But, and even if you are in that kind of a league, I'm not sure he's going to turn out to be the best uh, quarterback in this class. But, um, yeah, I think Sam Darnold has a much clearer path to playing time than he does. Josh Allen probably now after A.J. McCarron's injury has a clearer path to playing time. Uh, Lamar Jackson with you know, Joe Flacco certainly not you know, doing anything notable the last few years I think has a clearer path. And Josh Rosen with only the injury-prone. Um, Sam Bradford and, hasn't played a full season since 2012, I believe. That's yeah, and I think he was the first pick in the draft back in 2010. So, you know, that's, yeah. you know, that's, that's a nod. I mean, he's looked pretty decent and dense with the Vikings and the Eagles and all when he's been healthy. But, you know, staying healthy is a skill, and he doesn't seem to have that skill. So, um, in all anyway, fairness, I, I'm about to go on the DL, so I'm probably not in a place to judge. <laughs> but you're not a starting NFL quarterback either, but, uh, or at least Sometimes not yet. Sometimes in my dreams but, I am. <laughs> okay. So how about you as far as the rookies? You know, Sam Darnold is probably Yeah, I mean Sam Sam Darnold is kind of far and away the top of that list. Um I I think the Jets would be very interesting with him under center and that's something I'm intrigued by. I'm not hating on the Jets quite as much as everyone else is right now because I'm interested in it. Um the Baker Mayfield thing I just I don't want any part of. I don't it just not the kind of quarterback I, I like watching or, you know, on or off the field. It really isn't doing anything for me. Um, and and like we talked about, Sam Bradford, not the healthiest human in the world. I'm intrigued to see what Josh Rosen can do in Arizona because that day is going to come sooner rather than later. Um, Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, obviously Joe Flacco is kind of healthier, but it's, he's been getting dinged up more and more. And Lamar Jackson is just really, really fun to watch. So I'm, those are probably my favorites of the bunch. Okay, one more uh, name to throw out at you. Not a rookie, but hasn't been seen on the field in a couple of years, and that would be Teddy Bridgewater. Uh, supposedly, oh Jets are trying to yes. shop him. What do you think, uh, depending on where he lands, is 
he's somebody you would consider as a sort of a long shot. Uh, you, you know, know where I would love to. I would love to see him end up in Tampa Bay, Miami. That okay, I'm, right state no, along not the, Miami. I love Ryan Tannehill. I'm never giving his job away, but I'm I think that Teddy Bridgewater would be so interesting in that Tampa Bay offense. I've actually put a lot of thought into this, but just him throwing to that wide receiver core, they've got some decent running backs there. They've got two good tight ends and a not terrible offensive line, a defense that's very young, but up and coming. And I'm excited about, I think they're probably still a year away from being like a really good team. But if you put Teddy Bridgewater under center there instead of Jameis Winston, now that's something I would pay money to see. And I'm interested in, what I'm really interested in is the fact that Teddy Bridgewater's surgeon said that his leg was like a, a snap toothpick and it was all mangled and like he's back playing an elite sport at an elite level like it was no big deal. And I mean, holy moly, the rehab that guy had to go through to get here is insane. Yeah, kudos to him for doing that. And you know, I think we're all rooting for him yeah. to, yeah. At least get a shot to be starting NFL quarterback again. It's, it's, <laughs> it's not going to be with the Jets, or at least I would be very surprised if it is. But um, I hope he does land somewhere, and that uh, he ends up. It'd be funny if he ends up back in Minnesota if uh, Kirk Cousins didn't work out. But uh, they're not going to trade for him as a backup. Yeah, stranger things have happened, but that would be pretty strange. So, all Even right, for so us. we're. <laughs> yes, even for us. So why don't, why don't we move along to some other uh, positions like tight end, and I'll hit you we with my know. top ten. Let's so do it. I'll go. Obviously, we, yep. we tend to see these differently, so I'm interested to see how your list pans out. It's probably my top three aren't going to shock anybody. Rob Gronkowski first, Travis Kelsey second, Zach Ertz third. Delaney okay. Walker, four. Kyle Rudolph, five. Austin Hooper, Atlanta offense again, I like. Six. Tyler Eifert with Cincinnati, seven. Jimmy Graham. I know uh, Aaron Rodgers hasn't been kind to tight ends over the years, but I think there's going to be an exception with him. Evan Ingram with the Giants, nine. And uh, George Kittle, who I think will be the one beneficiary of uh, Jimmy Garoppolo okay. at quarterback, uh, rounding out my top ten. But uh, let's hear yours. Enough. Not too, too much beef with this, in all honesty. Um, I've got same top three, Gronkowski, Kelsey, Ertz, um, Delaney Walker also at four. Again, big Delaney Walker apologist. Um, Evan Ingram at five. Like I said, Eli Manning is resurging. This is going to be a, a different look for this offense. I think Evan Ingram is going to be a huge, huge beneficiary of that. Um, I have Greg Olson at six, Trey Burton in Chicago at seven, Kyle Rudolph at eight. Jack Doyle at nine. Again, I'm on the Andrew Luck bandwagon real hard right now. And then I've got Jimmy Graham and Jordan Reed uh, both sharing the 10 spot. I just wasn't ready to put one over the other yet. I just want you to stay healthy, Jordan Reed, please. And I, I, I have him out, not too far outside. I have him at 12 and Jack Doyle at 13. But uh, Doyle is going to be an interesting case because they did go out and sign Eric Ebron, who had a nice, second half of the season right. and then it depends but we've that seen he's actually better with Eric Ebron and Jack Doyle keeps showing up he does but uh, we'll see whether Eric Ebron whether you know, his ta- his talent was finally starting to show through or whether as I suspect it was because he was playing with uh, 
my number one fantasy quarterback this year, Matthew Stafford. I'm so interested in this. Like, just I just I I'm, I don't want to be against it. I'm just I wasn't ready for that. I of all the things I thought you could have thrown at me, I wasn't ready for Matt Stafford being the number one overall quarterback. Okay, so um, you probably weren't ready about, for me to uh, make a case for Case Keenum. <laughs> no, but making a case for Case is, uh, yeah, has a nice <laughs> ring to it. So see, there you let's go. Let's see. Uh, so any any sleepers that you want to call out for uh, tight ends? Um, I, Trey Burton, I I guess is a quasi sleeper. Um, I don't think people are drafting him as high as they should be. OJ Howard. Um, David Njoku, Vance McDonald even a little bit, um, George Kittle I do like as well. I, I, I respect what you're doing there, um, but I think those are probably the ones I'm going with. Okay. I'll go with um, Ryan Griffin in Houston, Austin Saparian Jenkins with Jacksonville, and uh, Luke Wilson in Detroit just to throw three names at you. Oh, the I other the one Tampa I want to throw at you is Charles Clay also. Again, another one I'm always championing. You're just yeah. never going to get rid of him. You can't. As long no. as I'm still on the earth, I'm going to be advocating for Charles Clay. Who's going to be throwing him <laughs> the ball this year? Maybe me. But it'd be fine because he can run a great route. And even when he's injured, he still shows up and he puts up 10 fantasy points. It's fine. I'm okay with it. <laughs> All right. He's going okay, undrafted about... in a lot of leagues. They don't have a lot of weapons. You should be drafting him. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Uh, so so noted. Um, Tampa Bay situation, I really like their tight end production overall, but it's hard for me to get excited about drafting either of those guys while they're both healthy. I mean, O.J. Howard I like a little bit more than Cameron Brait, but I don't see how you could really bank on, you know, what I would consider starting level production from either of those guys. To me, it's almost like you have to play the matchup with one or the other of them. Like, you just have to look. Like, if you're going to plug them in your lineup, it's because somebody's on a bye or – you know, something weird's happening. Like, you just know it's going to be a good week. There's, You're right. You can't You can't kind of bet the whole farm on it. All right. And what's going to happen? Who's, who's the guy going to be in Dallas? Oh, God. I, you and, it could be you. It's hard to say. No, it can't be me. <laughs> it's I'm not slow Jason and Witten, and it makes me really sad. I'm, I'm not ready to move on just yet. I'm not. But there's, we might have to throw to a tight end for a while. <laughs> yeah. It'd be funny if they gave um, yeah, Antonio Gates a call. I doubt they'll do that. But uh... oh God, I wish I'd be super excited about that. I mean, I I believe right now the top of the depth depth chart is Rico, is uh, Blake Jarwin. Personally, I like yeah. Rico Gaithers. That that's my pick in the clubhouse. But like, neither of them are Jason Witten. So that's yeah. tough. <laughs> okay. As far as um, rookies goes, um, don't I don't see too many guys making to me, there's one. an impact. There's one real rookie here. <laughs> Let me guess. Let's think real hard. Let's just let's just think in all the Jana you've known over the last decade. Who could possibly? You got it, folks. Mike Geske in Miami, out of Penn State. Oh, great hands. All right. Good I, size. I'm okay with that. I thought you were going to name the guy that the Cowboys drafted after they didn't get Dallas Goddard. 
No, I'm still trying to pretend that didn't happen, honestly. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. And that's just a little early season, preseason sanity check. Like, no, Mike Kosicki, I, I could see that. Um, yeah, Baltimore that's always a real a one. I gave you a real one because I, I screwed with you a you bunch. Did. I gave you a lot of names that made you sad. This one at least you can live with. <laughs> yeah. And so Hurden, uh, Hayden Hurst, I almost called him Hurden Haste and Haste, but uh, exactly. yeah, that's not his exactly. name. So, all right. So why don't we move on then? Uh, uh, we have a couple minutes left. Why don't we uh, take a quick look at defenses? And, Everybody's favorite. Well, at least we're not talking about kickers, but so defenses. Listen, who, we who could. Do you like in your... We could do a whole show on kickers, and you'd love every minute of. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. That would be that would be an hour of my life. I'd never get back. It would be that would be the biggest waste <laughs> of an hour in my life. I think. I All can right. think of um, way, way better. Anyway, I digress. Okay. Defenses. Okay. Defense is uh, who who's in your top list? Uh to me, number one, without a doubt, which I'm sure you have an issue with, I've got the Jaguars. Um I've got Minnesota at or I've got Minnesota at two, the Eagles at three, the Rams at four, Baltimore at five, Houston, uh I'm sorry, Los Angeles, the old Chargers at six, Houston at seven, Broncos at eight. Patriots and the Saints rounding out my top ten and okay. your beef. To me, and I'll Go just ahead. preface this by saying defenses are somewhat of a dart throw, you know, because ability is certainly important, but adventure. also the schedule that they're up against counts for a lot. So uh, Jacksonville, um, not in my top ten. Wow. Okay. So things right, are going got, great. For, we are in mid-season form. We didn't need a preseason. We're here right now. <laughs> that's right. We're disagreeing as if it were the middle of the season. I have the it Titans. Feels right. as it my, feels right. Titans is one. Rams two. Falcons three. Seahawks. Most people are predicting a down season for them. I think they'll be better than that. Uh, four. Vikings five. Cowboys six. Panthers 7, Ravens 8, Patriots 9, and Chiefs rounding out my top 10 with Houston and Jacksonville just outside the top 10. So not completely bonkers, but uh, most of the way there. (laughs) I think we can safely say both of us probably are at this point. We would love to hear what you guys have to say. Um, I'm sure you have some beef. Come at me about Case Keenum. I will argue this point all day long. Um, Let's talk about how Sherpa wants Matt Stafford to be the number one overall quarterback. Find us all week long. We are all over social media. Find us at fantasyfootballsherpa.com. I can't tell you enough how important that is. From there, we're on Facebook at Fantasy Football Sherpa. We are on Twitter at the number four THN inches show, fantasy underscore Sherpa and JKIM16. We'll be back next week on Tuesday, a little deviation from the norm, Tuesday at 830. We'll take you through the final preseason rankings, make some predictions, and look ahead to the season. And then I will be on a bye week one, but Sherpa will be here. Don't you worry. We'll still find a way to argue. And thank you so much for listening, guys. We are so hyped to be back for a ninth season. Hopefully we don't end up like Tony Romo looking up at the lights, but we're going to do our best. So thanks so much for sticking around with us, and we'll see you guys next week. Have a great week.